Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, a presentation of Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades, culminated his ministry with a 21-year book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called Life Study. This Life Study is the basis for our program today and includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's program. Of the three in the Godhead, the Holy Spirit is the most mysterious and least known. Yet the Bible tells us that the Spirit functions in many definite ways. For example, it is the Spirit that broods over us before we're saved. It's the Spirit that convicts us, bringing us to salvation. And the Spirit gives life. The Spirit also teaches and guides us into all the reality. But Ephesians gives us at least two additional functions of the Spirit in chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. In whom you also, having heard the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, in him also believing, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of the promise, who is the pledge of our inheritance unto the redemption of the acquired possession to the praise of his glory. These verses tell us that the Spirit seals us and also that the Spirit becomes the pledge of our inheritance. The sealing and pledging Spirit is our subject today and in the next program on this Life Study from Ephesians. Dick Taylor has joined us for the sealing Spirit. Dick, welcome back to the program. Thank you, Brother Chris. What a privilege to be here for the sealing of the Spirit. It's something that probably is underappreciated, I think it's safe to say, by most believers and and readers of the Bible. Mm -hmm. We're going to see a lot, aren't we, today, Dick, about the sealing that's going on. We really are. The sealing is marvelous, and it's going on this moment. Dick, the first chapter of this book also includes, as we've been seeing, uh, beginning in verse 3 up through verse 14, which is where we're at today, a threefold blessing, or well-speaking, as we have seen, uh, is the real meaning or definition of blessing, is a kind of well-speaking. And we can directly connect each of these blessings to the three in the Godhead, in that there is first a blessing concerning the Father's plan, and then a blessing or a well-speaking concerning the Son's accomplishment, and finally a blessing, a well-speaking for the Spirit's application. What do we mean, Dick, when we say the Father planned, the Son accomplished, and the Spirit applies? What we mean is there's only one triune God, but the triune God as the Father has planned. That is, it says in verses 4 and 5 that he chose his people and he predestinated them unto sonship. Then the next few verses mention that the Son accomplished through his all-inclusive redemption on the cross. uh, He redeemed us to God and also uh, made us in himself an inheritance to God. Wow. So he accomplished. So the Father planned, and the Father who planned is now embodied in the Son who accomplished. But we need application. So the Spirit applies what the Son has accomplished and what the Father has planned. So the Father who planned, who's embodied in the Son who accomplished, is now the wonderful Spirit applying all that he planned in himself and all that he's accomplished in the Son, and he applies all that he's done, which is his well-speaking, his blessing us, 
by sealing us with himself as the Spirit. So these blessings here are not material, physical blessings. These blessings are the triune God himself, right. blessing us as the planning Father, the accomplishing Son, and the marvelous sealing, pledging Spirit. Wow, Dick. Uh, this section uh, that we're in today and tomorrow on the sealing and pledging uh, is full of light and I think uh, offers a great tasty portion for us as we really are brought into the enjoyment of the Spirit once again in this book, Ephesians. Let me read the first verse again. Today we'll primarily focus on this matter of the sealing Spirit, in whom you also, having heard the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, in him also believing you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of the promise. Amen. Let's find out about this sealing Spirit of the promise. Here's Witness Lee. From verse 4 through verse 14, Three portions are uh, here concerning the well-speaking of the Father, then of God the Son, then of God the Spirit. What God the Father did was just a purposing. God the Father made a plan. Then God the Son came to accomplish what God the Father planned. And eventually, you have the Spirit to uh, apply what the Son accomplished according to what the God the Father planned. So God the Father planned, God the Son accomplished, God the Spirit applied. Now, we are on the application. Here, according to uh, the word in Ephesians, the application of the Spirit is just of two aspects, by two words. Number one, sealing. Number two, pledging. Seal, firstly, signifies the ownership. When we believed in the Lord Jesus, the Spirit of God came to us. Not just came to us, but came to seal us. The Holy Spirit himself is the seal. And he seals us. And this signifies from that time we belong to God. God is our owner. Then the seal bears the image. This means that the seal of the Holy Spirit is the expression, the image of God. When you bear the Holy Spirit, you just bear the image, the expression of God. Not only I bear a seal upon me that signifies I am of God, but also as soon as I bear the seal, I have the image of God. Well, Dick, we saw that the uh, Spirit's function really is the application of what the Father planned and the Son accomplished. And now we see that this application 
is carried out through these two processes, the sealing and the pledging. Mm -hmm. All right, we focused mainly on the sealing today, and we see there's two aspects of the sealing, a kind of a designation and then also something related to the image. Pick these two points up for us. Really wonderful, Chris. When we hear the word spirit, we should be very, very happy because this is the application of the blessing of the triune God. The description of the spirit's application, firstly, is the sealing, indicating that, first of all, as the spirit enters into us, into our spirit, we are sealed with the spirit, meaning we belong to God. And I like the way our brother mentioned, he says, I am of God. This is not an outward seal, but this is an inward seal. This is God himself in Christ as the Spirit entering into our being to indicate that we belong to him. At the same time, this wonderful sealing Spirit seals us with the image of God so that we might bear the image of God, that is, so we could express him. I like how these two go together, Chris. The Spirit seals us indicating that we belong to God. And why do we belong to God? We belong to him that we might bear his image, Mm -hmm. that we might express him. And uh, our brother mentioned that we are sealed with a spirit, indicating we're owned by God, and also we bear the image of God. Who is the image of God? 2 Corinthians 4, 4 says, Christ Christ is the image. We're not only the sons of God, owned by God, but we are also those who are sealed with the image of God, which is just Christ himself. So this blessing of the sealing is not just a thing. This wonderful spirit is Christ himself as the reality of being owned by God and testifying and expressing God. What a blessing to have the sealing of the spirit. Uh, Dick, historically, for the Apostle Paul to use this uh, metaphor, this matter of sealing, to describe it had a lot of meaning then. Of course, we don't use seals as much as uh, was common then. Uh, but uh, you know, the the picture is of uh, well, one application certainly was a, a letter that would bear the seal or the stamp in in wax, an impression, a real impression of the sender of the letter, and it identified the letter from its source, and it also bore the image, didn't it, of the uh, of the king or whoever was sending uh, the document or the letter. That's true. But this physical picture, I think, is really uh, an appropriate one when uh, we get into the implication of what this sealing is really accomplishing. That's really true. So the Spirit comes into us, showing us we're owned by God, also affording us the image of God for his testimony. Well, okay, let's get back to Witness Lee, Dick. We have another segment on this same topic. The Bible says you are sealed. You do have the seal, and you bear the seal. But my uh, real situation doesn't say so. The Bible says that I have the seal, but my daily life says something else. And what is the trouble? We were sealed at the time when we believed. But listen, that sealing only happened in our spirit. Nearly all of us can testify after a long, long time. In our mind, in our emotion, in our will, we don't have a bit of ceiling. But listen, here it says what? You were sealed until the redemption of your body. Until means what? Means result in. With a view to. To what? To the redemption of the body. 
This implies the ceiling is spreading. The ceiling is going on. You know, when you pray, when you confess, when you repent in your spirit, you bear the image of God. But after your prayer, when you get out of your prayer, and you begin to argue with me, right away, I tell you, your mind doesn't bear any image of God. You have the ceiling in your spirit, but surely you don't have the ceiling in your mind, in your emotion, and in your will. I tell you, the struggle of the ceiling of the spirit to get into our mind, emotion, will, lasts quite a long time. Even our mind, will, emotion have been thoroughly saturated, I tell you, our body not yet. But listen, the ceiling of the Holy Spirit is still going on. Dick, this is good. On one hand, the moment we're saved, there's a kind of a ceiling that goes on in our spirit, right? Right. But we all have to admit, there's a struggle involved in the application of this seal. Uh, and I liked what you said before. The image that's conveyed is really Christ. The ceiling of Christ being sealed into our mind and will and emotions is, is another story, isn't it? Really true. It's kind of like Ephesians 3, 17, which mentions Christ wants to make home in our heart. He's in our spirit. We're sealed with the spirit in our spirit. But the real need is for the sealing to spread. And I, I like what our brother mentioned, don't you, Chris? He mentioned that uh, when we pray, when we repent, when we confess, then we enjoy the sealing. And we bear God's image. We bear this Christ into our mind, into our emotion, in our will. But many times, this is not our condition, many times uh, we, uh, rather than praying... Rather than touching the Lord, rather than saying, oh, Lord, I love you, we leave the Spirit, we leave the Lord, and we end up arguing with somebody. Usually well, our wife. Right, right. <laughs> That's right. And it's very easy because the people that you're most familiar with, these are the ones you can get into these improper discussions with <laughs> that take you far away from the Spirit. And then what? Just like our brother mentioned, it seems like you bear no image of God in your mind. So... The real need is for the spreading of the sealing. And I like this uh, preposition here in verse 14, which says, unto. Yes. Unto, resulting in, with a view to. So the Lord is in us, he's in our spirit, but may we cooperate with him, giving the ground to him in our heart, that this image, that this sealing could spread, and we could bear the image of God in our mind, emotion, and will, that is, Christ could make his home in our heart. So it's unto, and even as he pointed out, and we'll get into in this final segment today, it's unto the redemption, finally, even of our bodies, which means the sealing, the spreading of the sealing has uh, been so thorough and so complete, even as to affect, eventually, our bodies. That's right. The Lord's desire is to saturate our entire tripartite being so we are the same as he is for his testimony. Well, Dick, the uh, redemption of our bodies even touches the matter of rapture, which we're going to get into in this final segment today. And I think few of our listeners had any concept or thought that this matter of the ceiling that we touched at the beginning today was going to result in uh, really a good, clear speaking regarding the rapture. Amen. Here's Witness Lee again. We Christians used to think, regardless of what's what, as long as we are saved. One day when the Lord Jesus comes, 
right away we will be raptured. This is a superficial understanding of the Bible. Rapture actually is maturity. We are God's crop. No crop will be reaped until it reaches maturity. When the crop remains green, no farmer would reap it. The reaping time depends upon the maturity. You read these two verses. You were sealed with the Holy Spirit unto the redemption. Unto. This means the sealing of the Spirit still hasn't reached your body. The time of the redemption of your body could not come. The sealing of the Holy Spirit in your spirit is with a view to the redemption of the body. The redemption of your body depends upon the sealing of the Holy Spirit in your whole being. The sealing of the Spirit should be something all the time going on. The Holy Spirit is within you. He's moving. And His moving is the sealing. When your body will be transfigured, this depends upon how much sealing of the Holy Spirit has been going on. Thank God that on the day when you were regenerated, you were sealed. You were sealed with the Holy Spirit with a view to the redemption of your body. So the sealing of the Holy Spirit is still going on, still spreading, still saturating, day after day, in this matter, in that matter, in your word, in your attitude, in your thinking, in your emotion, in everything, a ceiling is going on. Now, don't consider this as just a doctrine you have to apply to your situation is the sealing of the Holy Spirit in you going on. In other words, are you under the sealing today? Is your whole being today under the sealing of the Holy Spirit? We have to be like this. Dickie leaves us with a, a question that we probably all should be confronting in ourselves each day. Are we in the process, or is the spreading of the ceiling going on? And he related it, as we pointed out earlier, to the very even the matter of rapture. Connect the rapture force to this matter of the ceiling and the process involved. I'd be glad to, Chris. Rapture means that you're mature. And I always like the illustration of a crop. You never reap an immature crop. That crop has to grow and grow to the point where it is mature, then it can be taken. Mm -hmm. Our Christ is like the heavenly farmer waiting for the matured crop. So we have Christ as the wonderful spirit sealing us, and we bear the image of this Christ in our spirit. But the need is for us to be saturated, permeated, soaked, and for this sealing or the spreading to continue to go on even unto and with a view of the redemption of our body. So we need much more saturating, much more spreading, much more sealing of the Spirit in order to be a ready crop. Right. 
we are dreaming if we just think, oh, I'm fine, uh, the Lord could take me. No, we need to be those who are very exercised to keep our being turned to the Lord, open to the Lord, and exercised to enjoy him, that he could seal us as the sealing spirit, causing our entire being to bear the image of God. So sealing is an ongoing process. I like the illustration that our brother has used, and it is like a cotton ball with ink. You put some ink into the center of that cotton ball, and the more you add the ink, the more that ink spreads in the cotton ball. So we need to be, in a sense, in a heavenly inkifying process. (laughs) (laughs) We need to be Christified. That to be sealed is for Christ to spread, for the image of God to spread into our mind, emotion, and will. And so we need to check, are we allowing the sealing to go on moment by moment? I realized even today I was on the freeway, and I had to make a call to my wife. And in that conversation, I said a couple things I shouldn't have said. But eventually I had to apologize. But when I said something that I shouldn't say, it's like the ceiling stopped. Yeah, you had a sense, huh? Yeah, I had a sense. But praise the Lord, we can repent. That's right. (laughs) And tell her I'm sorry. The other day I was with a brother, and... uh, Something that I said, the way I said it was not right. And uh, I had a sense from the Lord, I better apologize. So when we repent, we apologize, we open to the Lord again and clear things up, then the sealing can go on. So we need to be those who are aware that, yes, he is the sealing spirit, but he needs our cooperation. May we be those who keep our being turned to him, open to him through praying, repenting, confessing, and being so sensitive to him that he can saturate us, permeate us, and soak us with himself as the one who is the very image of God so that our whole being would be saturated and permeated with Christ. I like the fact that this sealing is going on. And no doubt the best way to cooperate with this sealing is first thing when we get up in the morning is just tell the Lord, Lord Jesus, I I love love you. I knew you were going there, Dick. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, I also really appreciate the example you used about the cotton ball with the ink, and especially the way you phrased it, because in the way that uh, Witness Lee would always phrase that, was it it starts with the ink being injected from within. Mm -hmm. And often as uh, Christians, we are more concerned with uh, the outward. Uh, But really, the real outward comes as the result of what's going on in the inward, and that is this sealing activity. So our days, our time with the Lord needs to be focused very much on uh, those kind of experiences that you described with your wife and with this brother where uh, we're sensitive to the Lord to deal with moment by moment those things that interrupt Mm -hmm. this sealing or the injecting of this divine heavenly ink into our being. That's right. And like that hymn, Chris, our brother wrote, Thy Spirit will me saturate Every part will God permeate. (laughs) Wow, two great words to close on today, saturate and permeate. Amen. Thanks, Brother Dick. It's always a joy to have you here. Uh, You're welcome, Chris. I love being here. Well, we'll have you back soon. We invite you listening to join us again as soon as tomorrow. Before we go, we'll leave you with our toll-free number, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY, 888-543-3788. 
Please contact us. Let us know that you're hearing the broadcast and that you're enjoying these portions. Uh, we can tell you about the resources we have, like the printed life study messages, and also you can reach us by mail at Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or another option is email, radio at lsm.org. However you choose to contact us, again, it means a great deal for us to hear from you. And that's all the time we have. We'll return again tomorrow with another live study from the Book of Ephesians. For Dick Taylor today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you so much for listening. This program is brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, publisher of the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. To find out more about these two 20th century New Testament ministers, we invite you to visit our website, lsm.org. There you'll find more than 600 titles from both authors available online. You can also listen to recordings of Witness Lee's spoken messages and see the full array of material that Living Stream has to offer. Again, That's lsm.org. Thank you for listening today.